Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hello, everyone. I'm Sierra. And I'm Ashley. And this is your Weekly Weekly Dose of Wicked. On this day of podcastmas, my favorite podcasters gave to me 12 poisonings, 11 eyeball pluckings, 10 sleepless weekends, 9 missing hobos, 8 awkward dates, 7 medical malpractices, 6 southern stabbings, 5 golden rings, a quadruple homicide, a few cryptic notes, 2 teenage dirtbags, and a lunatic ex-husband. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Podcastmas! If you're new here, welcome! Santa, was that you? <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> I thought welcoming our new listeners was better. No, I agree. I was just being funny. It was just funny to me. (laughs) All right, ready? Thanks for joining us. If you're new here, welcome. Yeah, if you're new here, I'm glad that our ad paid off. Hopefully we got some new people. Hopefully that wasn't a waste of money. It might have been, but you live and you learn. Anyway, the beautiful thing about podcast, Miss, is you can celebrate regardless of what kind of holidays you celebrate. That is true. Podcast, Miss, is all-inclusive. You like Hanukkah? Great. Christmas, great. Nothing, great. I don't know what Kwanzaa, great. Podcast, yes, yeah. it's all of it. It's, it's everyone. It's everything. Just everybody, everyone can love Podcast Miss because we just made it up. So here you go. That is true. All right. So this starts a day one. On the first day of Podcast Miss, my favorite podcasters gave to me one lunatic ex husband. I hope you enjoyed that singing. Uh, yeah, it was good. Was it? Was it good? Yeah. All right. Well, let's dive on in. Let's do it. So on July 18th, 2022, this is a real fresh case. Yeah, real fresh. At 4.30 p.m., the Chicago police respond to a welfare check for Rahil Ahmed. The call came from the Alpharetta, Georgia, police department. They had received a call from Rahil's family reporting him missing, and they believed that he had traveled to Chicago to visit his ex-wife, Sania Khan. When his family couldn't get a hold of him, they contacted their local police in Georgia, and the Georgia police contacted the Chicago police. When the police arrived to Sania's apartment building, they knocked on the door with no answer. A few minutes passed, and the police heard a gunshot and a man groan. They forced their way into the apartment and found two victims with gunshot wounds to the head. Sania laid face down with a gunshot wound to the back of the head. She was pronounced dead at the scene. 
Rahil was found in the bathroom with a gunshot wound to the head, holding a 9mm handgun and a suicide note nearby. He was alive but barely holding on. He was transported to Northwestern Memorial Hospital, where he soon died from his injuries. Sania was ruled a homicide, while Rahil was ruled a suicide. It was presumed that Rahil murdered Sania, then he turned the gun on himself. Makes sense. Yep. So, Rahil was a 36-year-old medical student living in Georgia. He married the love of his life, Sania Khan, 29, in June of 2021. The two had dated for five years in a mostly long-distance relationship. Rahil was in medical school for the majority of the relationship, and Sania was a social worker who tirelessly worked advocating for low-income families. Sania always had a hobby of photography, but it wasn't until she had already started her career as a social worker that she realized just how much she truly loved it. Sania started doing paid photography on the side and found her passion. She felt through photography, she could make people love themselves through the pictures that she took. So Sania quit her job and became a flight attendant to financially support herself while giving her the flexibility she needed to grow her new photography business. She loved traveling, so it was a win-win for her. Sania was absolutely gorgeous. She was Pakistani-American, so she had that beautiful skin tone, long dark hair. She is very beautiful. I looked I looked her up. Yeah, super gorgeous. Beautiful. And everyone described her as extremely compassionate, selfless, and talented. To be a social worker, you have to be compassionate and selfless. That is hard work. I would agree. Just do a shot? <laughs> no, it's wine. Oh, okay. Well, then a shot, essentially. I guess. I finished off my glass, so. You were like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thirsty. I told you I needed water. Okay, sorry. So they did it for about five years. Then they got married and moved to Chicago together. Their marriage seemed to be picture perfect. However, in December, just six months after getting married, they started having problems. Sanya opened up to her friends about how she felt unsafe being with Rahil. She said that he wasn't sleeping and started acting very strange. She pleaded with him to seek professional help, but he refused. After this went on for a while, his refusal to get help, Sanya left him. Both of their families pleaded with Sania to stay in her marriage and give it another try. But after months of constant nagging, Sania started to open up about the toxic, abusive relationship that she had with Rahil. They were an Asian Muslim culture, and in this culture, divorce was very taboo. And speaking about any marital issues was also very taboo. You're supposed to keep it to yourself, not tell people about it, deal with it, move on. Right, which is very unhealthy. Very. Um, In their community... Um, her extended family, Rahil's family, they were all casting a lot of judgment on Sania. She became very conflicted if she was doing the right thing or not. She felt like she was, but at the same time, she wasn't getting a lot of support from her family and others in her culture. So Sania began telling her story. She started posting on TikTok in May, speaking out about her divorce and the stigma that accompanied it. She talked about how divorce and domestic abuse is so taboo in Muslim cultures and how it really shouldn't be, that it's important that we speak out for our own mental health. One of her videos went viral, and it started a wave of others in her same position speaking out. One of her friends had said that she recalled Sania telling her that she felt like this was what she was meant to do. She was meant to spread awareness and support for leaving toxic relationships. Sania quickly gained 20,000 followers and a lot of support. 
In one of her videos, she wrote as the caption, going through a divorce as a South Asian woman feels like you failed at life sometimes. The way the community labels you, the lack of emotional support you receive, and the pressure to stay with someone because what people say is isolating. It makes it harder for women to leave marriage that they shouldn't have been in to begin with. Do you have no response to that? I just don't really have a lot to say because I'm just like, Raheel's a lunatic. <laughs> Obviously. I mean, I'm waiting for like his reasoning for doing it. Like, is it, uh, it doesn't seem like you're going to give me one. Like, his ego was hurt by his wife TikToking that she was leaving him. I mean. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty cut and dry case. I mean, I think Raheel's a lunatic. Uh, Sonia deserved a hell of a lot more than she got from everyone involved. Yeah. her She had no support from her family. It seems like her friend supported her, which is great, but, like, it just really sucks. And her mom did. It's like her extended family didn't. Right, it's just crap. I mean, it's crap. And, like, okay. look where that got her. They're like, oh, yeah, give him another chance. And then he comes and shoots her, so. Allegedly. Clearly. What do you mean, allegedly? There's no proof that he shot her. I mean, she could have shot him and killed herself. No, how would she have shot him and killed herself with a gun in his hand? Well, I don't know. Okay, anyways. You don't believe that, Ashley. No, I don't, but I'm just saying. Okay, I don't think there's any alleged. I mean, he clearly shot her. (laughs) They were in separate rooms of the house and the gun was in his hand. Right. Anyway, continue. Her TikToks consisted of her love of photography and speaking out about escaping toxic and abusive relationships. As my research for this case, I spent um, two hours on TikTok watching all of her TikToks. Can you send me her TikTok? Because I was looking for it. I can't find it. Sure. So anyway, you spent two hours watching TikTok. It really was. I mean, uh, it might have been two hours. <laughs> that would be the TikTok. <laughs> I actually had it pulled up. Good. Sweet. That was just the last one that I was on. Send it? Yes. I got a Did text. Did you not get it? No, I got a text. It's probably from you. Yep. Okay. So anyway, spent two hours watching TikToks. So I'll watch those later. There wasn't a lot of importance in that. I'm just saying I watched all of her TikToks and they were very heartbreaking. I'm sure they were. I mean, it is heartbreaking. Any marriage that ends in divorce is heartbreaking, especially when, like, it's an abusive marriage that you can't get out of. And clearly it was because you shot her. Right. And her family didn't, or both of their families didn't want it to end. They wanted her to stay in it. You're like, oh, no, just give him another chance. He's a psycho. Yeah. And also, like, he drove across the country to shoot her because he was in Georgia and she was in Chicago. Yeah, 700 miles. I was expecting, like, a different turn of events, though. I was expecting him to, like, I knew that it was, like, too dead. Like, I knew that. Because we, okay, when we came up with these cases, we didn't research them together. But, like, we found the cases together. Right. So we have a grasp of, like, what each case is. So it said, like, too dead. I assumed it was going to be, like, her and, like, her new boyfriend. Yeah, no. I didn't think it was going to be a murder-suicide. But, yeah. I mean, what a, what a psychopath. So Raheel got wind of her speaking out on public on a public platform. He was not a fan. According to Sania's mom, Shazia, I think is how you say that. Raheel had been communicating threats to Sania for months. Because of this, Sania had filed for a restraining order. She changed the locks on her apartment. She got Raheel taken off the lease and got him banned from her apartment building. So she's really putting in some boss moves, getting rid of him. I mean, yeah, but not enough. I mean, I'm no. surprised they gave her a restraining order. I guess because of all of his threats he was communicating. I know, but normally they won't do anything. I mean, how many times do we look into stalkers who they do nothing about? Right. You know what I mean? Until they, like, actually do something. So kudos to the Chicago police. Right. It says it was, like, an abusive relationship. So I couldn't really find if there was, like, a lot of reports of the abuse. But it 
kind of sounded like it was like physical abuse as well right. as emotional abuse. Also, isn't Chicago like gun free? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it is because we used to have some coworkers that were from Chicago who might listen to our podcast and they always talked about how safe Chicago was because it was gun free. But this goes to show you criminals will bring guns anywhere. So police questioned both of their family and friends. Um, Rahil's family told police that they believed he traveled the 700 miles to Sanya to try to salvage their marriage. He was depressed at the time, and he just wanted her back. And he brought a gun? Apparently. Okay. Okay. After questioning the apartment building, they found that Rahil was there to meet with a realtor. Under the guise that he was there to tour apartments because he was moving to Chicago. Did he give him a fake name? No. So he was banned for the apartments, but they were going to let him tour the apartments. So that's like, I talk about that a little later. Oh, okay. Well, we can wait. Okay. So after two tours, he told the realtor that he didn't want to see anymore. And that he had a friend that lived in that building that he was going to go meet up with. On video footage, you can see Rahil enter the building. He met with the realtor. He tore two apartments. They part ways. He enters the elevator. He got off on the 28th floor where Sania lived, entered her apartment. Did he have a key? I think it just like he like knocked on the door. Oh, and she opened it. Okay. And she opened it because I mean, I don't know. I don't open the door for strangers, but I guess some people do. I don't open the door for anybody. Or maybe. I mean, she did know him. I mean, it was her ex-husband. Okay. So maybe she was like, oh. Sometimes my husband's outside of the door and I don't open the door for him, so. <laughs> Just saying. I believe that, but. but I, don't, I don't know how he got in. I don't know if. No, it says that she changed the locks. Right, so that's what I thought. I would assume he wouldn't have a key, but maybe, I mean, he knocks on the door. She opened maybe the door it was unlocked. Stranger, it was unlocked. Or it was our ex-husband. She's like, Ugh, what does this fricker want? Opens the door. I don't know. I mean, yeah, but I don't know why she would open the door if he was threatening her. Like, that's pretty silly of her, but okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't really know why she opened the door, but she did. Or okay. He got in somehow. So anyways, he entered her apartment. He didn't come back out. Mm-hmm. Then he allegedly, as all of the articles say, shot Sonia, turned the gun, and shot himself. I don't know how we can keep saying allegedly. like Because there's no, like, I guess, hard proof that he did it. Like, he didn't get convicted of anything. Okay, but, like, he is threatening her. He came oh, to no. her. I mean, there's not a shadow and a doubt of my mind that he did it, but he was not formally charged with anything. Well, I mean, he couldn't have been charged. He was dead. Right, exactly. So it's just annoying to me that we're going to say allegedly. Like, he clearly came there with the purpose of shooting her. Yes, he brought a gun. Her. He brought a gun, yes. And he came up with a whole thing that he was there to right. the apartments, and that's... right. Yeah. So, since then, in October, Shazia, which is Sania's mom, sued the apartment building. Rightfully so. For wrongful death. As she should. Yeah. So, she says that the apartment building knew that Rahil posed a threat to Sania's life. Mm -hmm. She got him taken off the lease. She had a restraining Mm -hmm. order. She got her locks changed. I mean, she did all of the things. But they willingly allowed him to enter the building without providing any type of identification to the security desk right so i guess the like realtor must not have been like partnered with that apartment complex right so this is like what i'm picturing i don't know because i didn't actually look it up but i'm like picturing like you know like one of those like tall 
skyscraper buildings with apartments in it. Yeah, 100%. It's Chicago. So, yeah. So, like, you know, gossip girl kind of thing. Like, they go in, little security guy who's, mm-hmm. like, sitting at a desk, not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Elevator. Nice, fancy building. Yeah. That's what I picture as well. So, he should have stopped at the desk, got his ID checked. Once he did, he was allowed to go in the building. That Agreed. did not occur. Instead, he just met with the realtor. So, in the security footage, you can see that, like, Rahil just walks in, goes right past the desk, doesn't have to do anything. But the realtor, when they came in, they had to stop at the security desk. They had to give their ID. They had to prove who they were, whatever. So, like, they did that for the realtor, but not for Rahil. Right. So, that's, like, what she's mainly suing them about, is that the security is not doing their job. I mean, 100%. Like, they should have checked his ID. No, definitely. Like, I don't understand why they didn't. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So, Shazia says that Sonia did... Dania did everything in her power to protect herself, and they still let her down. So she's suing mainly over the security, as I said, in hopes that other buildings will become more vigilant in their security measures and prevent something like this from happening in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just in October, so I couldn't really find anything on the outcome yet. They're probably still in court, I would assume. Probably. Since it's only. Well, we're recording this November. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, um, clearly, Rahil was not coming to um, fix his marriage. No, he was coming to kill his wife. Premeditated. 100%. If if he couldn't have her, then no one could. So, yeah. Yeah. Freaking lunatic. Mm-hmm. So, there we go. One lunatic ex-husband. Yep. So, yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed day one of Podcast Miss. Tune in tomorrow for day two when we cover two teenage dirtbags. Excited to hear. Me too. You're excited excited to hear yourself? I'm excited to research it because I haven't done it yet. Oh, good. (laughs) So anyway. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard and want to support a small podcast, please give us money at www.patreon.com forward slash weekly dose of wicked where you can join one of our three tiers at the five dollar level we've got the moderately wicked for seven dollars a month we've got the awesomely wicked and for all of those high rollers big ballers out there we got the ten dollar level the extraordinarily wicked as a member of our patreon you are entitled to bonus episodes Uh, You also get a one-time shout-out on our podcast, as well as some other cool little extra things going on there. So come on over. Join our fan club. Feel free to give us a follow on Instagram at weekly underscore dose underscore of underscore wicked, or you can literally just search weekly dose of wicked and we'll pop up because we're the only ones. For a direct feed of our podcast, please go to www.weeklydoseofwicked.buzzsprout.com Great news! You can now listen to us pretty much wherever you like to listen to podcasts. That's right, folks. We are big time. You can now hear your Weekly Dose of Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Plus Alexa, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player FM, Podcast Index, Overcast, Castro, CastBox, and PodFriend. The only place we can't seem to get ourselves on is Pandora. So we'll let you know when that happens. In the meantime, make sure to come back next Wednesday for your 
Weekly, Weekly Dose, Dose of, of Wicked. Wicked. Ba-dum-psh. 